BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Guilty Movie Pleasures. In-depth discussion on movies, no matter how guilty they make you feel. Mm. Oh yeah, what is up Guilty Movie Pleasure fans? We are back with another week of Guilty Movie Pleasures, and this week we are coming in hot we got a gale force wind and F5 <laughs> of fun coming at you. We got five Hell different yes. Fs of fun right here with Twister. Oh, yes, but I'm jumping the gun. Before that, I'm Ben Begley. I'm your host today. And also with me is my co-host. Give it up for Cameron Lewis hey, over here. Hey, howdy ho, Cameron Lewis at the Only Camp Chef Twitter and Instagram. At the Ben Begley at Twitter. And I have something else for Instagram, I think. I don't know. Who cares? Just, it's something. Just search the name. You're not going to look for me anyways. It's yeah. fine. But so this was actually your suggestion. This yeah, is yours. So I, th- I thought I wanted to do this one a couple weeks ago. And we also had somebody comment on last week for Shoot'em Up. Who, who Coaster comment? Ninja. Coaster Ninja. Said we should do Twister. So thank you. Coaster Ninja. Coaster Ninja, if you're watching, I'd love to know the uh, impetus for how you came up with the name Coaster Ninja. Yes. What, what was oh, the yes. what was the what's the origins to your your YouTube pseudonym? Your, I guess it's called an avatar. Boy. Is it an avatar? Is it an avatar? I think you're right. I'm too old why? anymore. I don't know. Coaster Ninja. Was it like I I'm gonna guess Coaster Ninja. Maybe you like to keep your tables nice mm. and your friends come mm. over and try and put drinks down. And you're so fast with putting coasters out that they call you the Coaster Ninja. Because before they know it, there's a coaster under there. And they're like, where'd that come from? The you Coaster know, Ninja. I think it could be that. Or it could be he is a former Magic Mountain employee. I was going to, yep. That yeah. would fill the seats on roller coasters when they were empty without anybody noticing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just pop up and they're like, oh, you weren't in line. Are you a Coaster Ninja? Jesus. I it's like Coaster Ninja. It's Coaster Ninja. He done it again. Oh, I hope you have a ninja outfit, Coaster Ninja. Oh, well, thank you for uh, requesting this. We're, we're trying to do more requests from the audience and, and also throw in some stuff that we like, and it, ha- it helps when it overlaps, which is what happened with Shoot'em Up last week. And now, like I said, Twister this week. 
the Jan de Bont. Uh, 1996 classic, which, by the way, I thought his name was Jan DeBont. Uh, Jan I did is too. much cooler. Uh, produced by Kathleen Kennedy, who's now doing all the Star Wars movies with JJ. And, I mean, she's been Steven Spielberg's um, go-to producer for the longest time. She's great. Uh, a friend of mine actually um, works with her and says she's fantastic. But um, this is my favorite thing about this, uh, other than that the movie's awesome, is the back of this DVD case. It's rated PG-13 for... Intense depiction of very bad weather. No, are you still see I've that? never seen a movie being rated PG-13 for intense depiction oh of God. very bad weather. So does that mean by the MPAA standards that the Weather Channel is PG-13? Yes. Like just if you've ever watched breaking news about like an earthquake yeah, or anything, you better be 13 or have a parent or guardian there to yeah. approve it. Tsunamis are NC-17 actually. This doesn't even make any sense. Like this and the more I thought about it, I was like, why wasn't this PG? It should have been PG. It doesn't make any sense there's I, barely any and it doesn't even say like mild language because there is a little bit of swearing but not much but isn't the idea with the rating system that you're preventing like a 11 year old from seeing something they wouldn't already be seeing yeah. midwesterners see tornadoes when they're two yeah i mean i that's you know what it's funny you mentioned that because i grew up in ohio yeah and when I, I saw this movie and i will never forget i want to know when you first saw it too but when mm-hmm. i first saw it was it was at a drive-in, and this is no bullshit. Oh, Jesus. It was at a what? drive-in in Ohio. It was uh, Magic City Drive-In, I think it was what it was called. It was like 20 minutes from yeah. my house. This is all very specific, unnecessary. But we were at the drive-in. It was a double feature. I can't even remember what the other movie Oh, I know why I don't remember what the other movie was. It's because uh, during the drive-in scene in this, no bullshit, where the tornado rips through the drive-in yeah. screen, it starts lightning off in the distance. And so we're and in Ohio there are tornadoes. There's mm. it's it's kind of flat in areas and it can be an issue. And uh, it was tornado season and we're all like, oh shit, this is this is terrifying. It's like watching Jaws in the ocean. You know yeah. why? Why would you do this to yourself? And um, the second movie never played because this thunder and lightning storm came in and we all had to leave. But it's like so I will never That's forget. Perfect. I'll never forget watching a drive-in screen being ripped apart and being like. Oh, at a drive-in going, God, please don't let this really happen here. Please don't let this happen. Oh, shit. It was terrifying. That is awful. Because this movie, now that I live in California, it's like, it's more of like a fun. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Disaster film, but living in Ohio, I would have recurring nightmares of tornadoes. This brought back some memories for me. It's You know, I remember the first time I saw this, I think I was seven or eight years old, mm-hmm. and I am from Missouri originally, and we have these things happen, oh, yeah. especially oh, yeah. during the summers. Real bad. And uh, there's been several different occasions where it's been pretty close calls. Uh, one was three years ago, I was home for Christmas, and cars were flipping in my parents' neighborhood. And At Christmas? Yes, it was like Christmas, New Year's. And, Jesus. Uh, we're, my dad and I were out looking like at a car. time. Then. Yeah, I know. It was insane. It was, it was like this weird warm weather pattern. Yeah. Um, and my dad and I were on our way home, and we're seeing this storm cover, and we're like, we're going to have to get out of the car in a second. So we call my mom, and she asks us to pick up an onion from the grocery store, and we're like, no, not going to happen. <laughs> Fuck the onion. Five minutes later, she calls, crying, saying something just hit the house. We get to the house. There's a piece of the church steeple 
uh, in our driveway. Oh my god! Cars are flipped. We open the door. She's red in, in the eyes. She's been crying. She goes, "Did you get the onion?" <laughs> no, no. What is wrong? There's with a church steeple in our front yard. No, but Did then. You- there was one time when I was uh, camping when I was little, too, yeah. and we had a moment like the beginning of this movie where uh, we're running and, and my parents are grabbing us going, okay, it's like go time. Yeah. Scary stuff. It's, I don't think anybody who doesn't live in the tornado belt understands how scary tornadoes are. Like, yeah. I remember being in grade school and middle of the day looking out, sky was a little gray, going back to my homework or schoolwork, looking back out. Completely black. It looks like it's nighttime out. The sky darkened that quick, and we all, the tornado warning thing went off, Mm -hmm. and it ended up, it was a tornado watch or whatever, so it didn't actually touch down, but there was patterns that were saying it was going to maybe touch down. And I don't know if you had this tornado drill, but people in the Midwest will understand this. The tornado drill in school was to go outside, basically bend over by your locker on the ground and like kneel down and bend over and just cover your eyes and the back of your neck. Yes. Yes. So if glass came in, you were shielding the, your spine and your eyes. It didn't make any sense. And my dad even would make a joke at a very early age for me that tornado drills at your school were basically bending over and kissing your butt goodbye. He told me that. And I was always terrified whenever we did a tornado drill because, and at one point, we even just stood up and did it like this. Like, just stood up like this. That's honestly, that's probably just as good. Like, okay, yeah, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, if this, this tornado you know, rips. This isn't going to help you when the vortex is over. No, when the lockers are slamming on you. It's terrifying. So it as really like is. a five or six-year-old or whatever age, I don't know, I'm too old to remember that stuff anymore. But like, whatever age I was in like kindergarten or first grade, five or six, it's scary as shit to go out there it and is. be like, okay, here goes. Teacher says we do this. Oh, it and was so scary. the sky turns green and... It gets really silent, and I used to have. Uh, I used to listen to if tornado watches happened. I would go, and I had a specific place in my playroom where I had all my favorite toys in a box, <laughs> and I would grab that box and like a photo album of my favorite family photos or whatever, and I would put it down in the basement. And then if there was a tornado warning, I would make my entire family go down there until it had passed. And they would get so annoyed. They'd be like, Ben, we can get down there. And, and I'm like, a tornado warning means a tornado's coming. I did the exact same thing. I was My a parents crazy would be kid. cooking in the kitchen. And the, and the like, sirens are going watch. off. It's a warning. It's and a warning. The watch, it's like, okay, some dude's out there going, is there a tornado? It's not that. Yeah. The yeah. sirens are going off. Yeah. I was the same kid. I was bringing the my sirens... parents down in the basement going, stop cooking the eggs. You don't need an onion. It's go time. No onions. Hashtag no onions, Bob. Oh, my God. God. It's just, it's so crazy to think of, like, how uh, scary that was. And when those sirens went off, I just felt like my heart just sunk into my stomach. And I was like, no, shit, everybody down, everybody down. And I remember this movie, because 96, I would have been, well, I mean, I was 14 when it came out. But I was still, it was still one of those things where I had recurring nightmares of tornadoes. Oddly enough, as a kid growing up in Ohio, I had recurring nightmares of tornadoes, which made sense, and drive-by shootings, which did not make sense. I don't understand I that grew, one. Well, at, a very, at like age 12, I saw a back-to-back feature at a friend's house of Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society. Okay. And it scarred me for life. I thought somebody <laughs> was going to shoot me for a cheeseburger at some point, uh, So, I, like, like in Menace to Society. So it kind of messed me up. <laughs> I lived in the just the, the most suburban neighborhood on the planet, and yeah. I would go out with my friends in, in the and we'd play in the front yard. And when a car drove by at night, I would yell "Drive by!" and run to the back. And everybody thought I was kidding, 
But I wasn't. I legit was running to the back of my yard until they passed because I thought we were going to get shot. And usually it was just old women that lived down you the street. You know what, though? There's a 100% chance if you do that that you're not getting That's shot. That's a good... Thank you. I'm just saying. See? That's what... See, I'm just saying. Corey, Casey, and Benny, you used to call me out on it. We know you're watching. You do every week. Calm down. You watch, you know, every two months, you'll watch an episode that interests you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So when, so you first saw this when you were a kid as well? Yeah. So you were like eight, though. Yeah, I was eight-ish. When, okay. no, I was, when this came out, I guess 96. I was six when this came out. Oh, God. So I, I, but I saw it for the first time when I was seven or eight. Okay. And okay. I remember watching it. It's scary. This is, this is probably the reason I'm running to the basement when the sirens go off. Yeah, and this is a movie, though, where disaster movies hadn't really hit me in a while. They were just kind of silly. But then when I saw San Andreas, even though it's a ridiculous movie, now that I live in Los Angeles, it was not as funny. And I almost felt like it was shaking in the theater at one point. And I'm I sure too. it was my imagination. But the fact that I got legitimately scared during a Dwayne Johnson movie is hilarious to me. But it's like genuinely afraid of not that the ridiculous nature of how big it gets, but Yeah. Yeah, but and you're it, watching it going, I don't think that it, this, it's the equivalent of like taking a carpet and shaking yeah, it. Yeah. But, but what if it was? It would suck if it was. It was it would be horrible. Oh man. So I think it's oh, oh before we do the plot in under three minutes, I did want to pose a question to the audience. Ah. If there's people in the live chat right now we want to talk, uh, take a few minutes out of each show, and, and, uh, and we're going to go through the plot, so we're going to give you time to respond to this. But we want to know what your favorite disaster movies are, and if any of you have ever been in a tornado or another disaster, maybe you've been in a hurricane or you've been in an er- a giant earthquake, what are some of your experiences? What's the craziest thing that's happened? I don't know how this will work with a chat room in the, in the YouTube channel, but we're going to try it because we want to start uh, interacting more. Because that's what the interwebs is all about. That's that it. and lots of porn. That's it. So, tornado we're going to do porn. the tornado porn is the best. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> so, we're going to do the plot in three minutes. Um, By the way, this is I'm nervous about this plot in three minutes. It's Because it's like two things that happen. Two things that happen, and then they just keep happening. Yes. I think we can figure it out. Okay. Let's figure it out. We're going to do this in, are we ready in the, in the booth? In five, four, three, to take it away, Cam. All right, so Helen Hunt is little. She's tiny. She's miniature. She's living on a farm with her family in Oklahoma. Her dad's watching TV. A tornado is coming, and it comes big time. Daddy grabs everybody. Mom yeah. is, I don't know, she kind of scares me. She kind of looks like bit. a serial murderer. Yeah. They all run to the basement. They're the cellar. Sorry, mm-hmm. storm cellar. Those exist, people. And Toby, uh, the dog, instead Toby, of Toto. Toby, It looks like Get a out. creepy version of Wizard of, the, uh, Wizard of Oz. It is, like I a think, more extreme. It's yes. definitely that's an homage. Yeah, overweight Dorothy. Yeah, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So they mm-hmm. get to the storm cellar. Dad knows that he has to keep that door shut because a human being can pull a door shut and uh, prevent the tornado from coming in. go down there and, and snuggle up with them because they don't get sucked up? Idiot. I don't know. Anyways, Ben, what happens so, next? So the dad's 40 seconds on the phone. Oh, man. So then the dad gets sucked out of the, sh- the, the shelter, and she's like, Dad, no, no. Dad dies, so you have this whole dark Tries backstory. Tries to run after him, too. Yeah, you have this dark backstory for Joe, which is Helen Hunt's character in the movie. So then uh, uh, so then uh, Bill Paxton's character and his new fiance, they're driving out. She's kind of like this southern belle. She's just so happy to be here. And weirdly enough, Bill Paxton is bringing his fiance to go have his ex-wife sign the divorce Don't papers before they get married. Super weird. You meet this motley crew of tornado um, 
Storm Chasers, Philip Seymour Hoffman, that dude from that show uh, with who's now Agent May on Shield. He played her boyfriend. Yeah. Anyways, all these character actors that you've seen, poor man Steve Buscemi's in there. All these guys, Cameron from Ferris Bueller, Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Anyways, they're all there, and they they pick up that there's a storm, and they go, oh cool. They go after, they go to see the storm. Uh, the first, they oh they have this technology called Dorothy, where it's gonna they with release bunch these of balls, little, release these little metal balls into the tornado, and they're they're gonna get the sensors. Then they approach the first tornado. Oh my gosh, the first tornado! It knocks over Dorothy. Dorothy's yeah. not gonna work. Can't do it. Uh, so and the truck, right? And the truck. Yeah. Which, by the way, make Dorothy heavier, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so Dorothy doesn't work. They find out after Dorothy, there's this guy named Jonas, the competitor. He's also made a Dorothy. Stole Dorothy. Bill yeah. is pissed. Bill wants to get revenge. Yeah. He almost punches him. God damn it, you stole Dorothy. Uh, if Storm number two comes. Storm number two comes. Well, that's where the, the tree branch, because there's four Dorothys they set up. So, yep. of course, you know they're going to kick off each Dorothy until the last one standing. Yes. So then there's a giant tree trunk that kills the next Dorothy. Yes. Oh, they're so sad. They irresponsibly drive across a cornfield and yep. almost cause a car accident. Yep. Uh, and, then meet- they, and then they go to Aunt Meg. Yes. We meet Aunt Meg, and immediately you love this character. She's got food. And lots of food, lots of awesome, fun times. Then the drive-in scene happens crazy it's like the craziest disaster ever uh cars flying in this drive-in sign everybody lives somehow through it and then they go to back to aunt meg's where she's been hit by a tornado then you find out that this giant f5 is going to happen which hasn't happened since oh two God, storms combining two, two storms combining to a mega storm it's like the voltron of tornadoes jonas and then, dies and then jonas dies because he's an idiot he's no no turn the tornado's gonna get you and then bill paxton then the one door killed, and then the last door the fourth door he goes in there and then they tie themselves to a to a barn and they a hang pipe. out in the middle of it and then they make out and all their friends are like yeah we did yeah. it yeah oh my god there it is Holy that was more complicated shit. than I actually thought it, it was going to be. It gets very complicated. Because the Aunt Meg storyline, Jonas is a douche. Jonas is a douche. Why the way? He never, what do you say his Speaking is called? Speaking of, here's Jonas. Where's Jonas's quote? The douche guy who's like, uh, uh, stick around. You might miss something. You know, sniffing the dirt, whatever it is. Today, we're going to make history. So stick around. Because the days of sniffing the dirt are over. What a douche. First off, no storm chaser in the history of storm chasing like got down on all fours and sniffed the dirt to find out where the next tornado was. No. He's just being an asshole. No. Stick I mean, around. yeah, sure, Bill Paxton picked up the dirt and like saw which way the wind was blowing. That's not... By the way, I, I hope that that's not what tornado watch I, By the way, means. I don't think... I, I just think that that was like a nice moment to have him have. I don't think it really means anything. No. I don't know. I'm not a tornado expert, though. These guys clearly are. Yeah. Carrie Elwes, douche yeah. in the movie. Not in real life, I'm sure he's very nice, but yeah. douche in this movie. And he's got this kind of sort of southern accent, but everybody sort of has one, but I have not a theory really. about this. I haven't, I looked, I don't have anything to back this opinion up, but they shot this in Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. They have a lot of car scenes, they have a lot of windows down, they're blowing a, a jet well, the engine for the wind. The entire thing's ADR'd. It really feels and like it. I, it feels it, like it, it. It's like horrible ADR, too, if you watch it. No offense to the sound uh, guys. But, uh, I mean, it's a yeah, it, tip, very hard process. Yeah. But I think they beefed up the accents in the ADR it thing. It definitely seems like that. Because but, people in Oklahoma don't talk this way. No, no, they don't. They don't. And it's, it's. Uh, I mean, you find that with even shows like The Walking Dead, where it's like, Carl. Carl. Nova, why does the Sal have to die? Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Walking Dead, and I love... Andrew Lincoln's performance is Rick Grimes, but sometimes the accents get a little ridiculous. Yeah. But this one, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said that because I feel like when I was watching it, I was like, what the hell? Almost all these lines, even in just like 
hanging out in front of a diner seem 80 yard. Yeah. But I was watching the behind the scenes and there were actual tornadoes touching down like a few miles from when they were shooting a couple times. And so I think they were dealing with like just crazy weather the whole time. Yeah, and that'd be a stressful filming process. My God. And me with my my uh, <laughs> my fear of tornadoes, I would have been like, fuck this, I'm out. You just see, see ya. the cloud and you just take off. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm not chasing Going that to shit. Aunt Megs. Do we have anybody qu- comment in the, in the chat, Zach, or no? Uh, in terms of favorite uh, favorite movies, mm-hmm. we've got uh, well because I I don't have my glasses I can't read that from here. <laughs> I'm an old old man. Uh, well, Hugh Hoyland says that, that Twister really is it's the their old, favorite. It's so good. Movie. Thank you. Uh, Brian Hurst says Twister, Dante's Peak, and Armageddon. Okay. Well, okay. Brian, I agree with you on Armageddon. Dante's Peak. You know what? I've never seen Dante's Peak. Actually. I would agree oh, with I him did. on Armageddon. I did see Dante's Peak, but I don't remember it. But the but the, there's, a, there's a debate though. Does Independence Day qualify? Ooh. No, we're I, talking natural disasters. Yeah, I think I think Independence Day, although a disaster is call, caused by aliens, it is still an alien invasion movie. Yeah, it also but, takes what Titanic came up. Oh. Titanic is running as well. Titanic could be. Is a, that natural? I you know I would almost think that that's a. But that's something that, like, they caused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... That depends if you consider the iceberg a conspiracy or not. That's a good point. <laughs> the iceberg was a conspiracy. I don't know. I, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm on the fence about Titanic, because it could be a natural disaster did cause... Uh, but to me, the iceberg was already there, and yeah. it was their ego that that led them to that path. See, know? I agree. It would be like uh, a movie about a guy who gets in a car accident and hitting a cliff or and the cliff is the natural disaster crashes into the ocean because they didn't have enough fuel in the plane you yeah, know that's not yeah. a disaster movie in my mind but i don't know what else do we what got about know? brian's jones and uh hearst are uh, talking about armageddon versus deep impact oh man okay i call deep impact the uh basically the super the lifetime movie version of armageddon <laughs> because Deep Impact, when I saw that movie... That is I, scarily accurate. I went, I, saw, I rented that movie on VHS, and I remember I was having a bad day at school or something, and, and like, it's some stupid first world problem thing where it's like, the girl I like doesn't like me back, and I was yeah. just feeling real down. And I watched Deep Impact, and I cried my eyes out at that movie, because it's the most emotionally manipulative movie on the planet. It's just like... When she's Taya Leone and her father hugging each other, and she's like, Daddy, and then the giant tidal wave hits him. It's like, what the? Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. She and her Whoa. dad get hit by a tidal wave. It's fucking brutal. They kill yeah. off everybody in that movie, and it's just devastating. That's what I like about Twister, is that they only sacrifice the asshole. Like, yeah, as because I was, there's a very real, like, oh, there's yeah. several times you're like, okay, Philip Seymour Hoffman is going to kick. Oh, yeah. He's going to go. Or you think that Aunt Meg is dead, and then they yes. save her, and I'm like, thank you. because She looked very dead. She looked very dead. There was a house on top of her. <laughs> She's on- like, help me, help me. But uh, Armageddon, though, they kill off Ben Affleck, and it, and it yeah. works well, though. If you haven't seen it, it's 20 years old. Um, it works, though. No, they don't kill. They kill off uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. But it works because it's that... It's that kind of like it's one emotional moment. Deep Impact is like here's another, here's another, yeah, here's another. That's how I felt about like I won't give it away, but Southpaw I felt like is like this super dramatic, uh, cry your face off version of Creed, where it's not as good as Creed, but it just goes here's another shitty thing to happen and another, and by the end you're like oh fuck life I feel is that terrible. way about Requiem for a Dream. Oh. I know that we're getting like way off topic with Requiem right. for a Dream, but shit. 
That movie. You is have to be in a good mood before you watch that, so you don't end your own life. After. Devastating. It what, is. Anything else? Anybody actually in a tornado or anything like that? Uh, no. So far, I don't. I don't see anybody. That's all right. That's okay. Well, but, let us know. Uh, we want to know, guys. Let us know if anything else interesting pops up, Zach. We'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep on trucking here. But uh, I do think it is interesting. The um, and Armageddon is a fantastic movie. Have we done? Did Josh ever do this on the? I gotta. We gotta do that if I we haven't. I don't think. Have. I never did it, but it's been like a year. If it has, we gotta do that yeah. eventually. Um, Armageddon. This this movie, yeah, it starts off very Wizard of Oz like that we talked about. It does. And the, uh, strangely disproportionate husband and wife. Like she looks kind of like she's scary. She's just kind of like. <laughs> There's something yeah, weird. I'm not trying to be mean, but definitely. Yeah, there's something there's weird stark there. Stark, right? Difference. Yeah. So that we'll move on from that. But you know what I mean. It's Wait, there, was it's, that Aunt Meg at the beginning? It looked like Aunt Meg. It totally looked like Aunt Meg. Wait, where did? Where is Mom? That was never yeah. explained. Does Mom just disappear? Turns out another tornado got her. <laughs> she just has the worst luck. Joe just shit. This movie almost plays out like a. It plays out like a disaster movie, but it also plays out almost like a serial killer movie, where it's like, yeah. this serial killer just relentlessly keeps stalking. Yeah. And the one thing I wrote down while I was watching this is every time, and this is jumping ahead a little, but every time they get in the middle of a tornado, the when the tornado hits and sucks up the yellow truck in the beginning, yeah. and they're under the bridge, and then when the two tornadoes hit when they're on the... Little whatever uh, island, not island, but like you know, yeah, the yeah, little, yeah. whether it's like the it strip in between the two, yeah, ponds. in between the two yeah. lakes or whatever. And then at the end again, when they're in the barn and they're holding on, they're yeah. strapped in. Every time they get in the center of a tornado, the tornado just goes and disappears. Yeah. And you're like, what? Do they have magical powers where they just happen to be at the end of the tornado every time? I think where they it do. just dissipates. By the way, I don't think it dissipates that fast in real I life. I don't think so, no. It's more of a slow churn. And that's what I found. That's the one thing I really love this movie, and I hadn't seen it in probably 15 years. Yeah. But that was the one thing that bothered me while I was watching it, out of maybe a couple other things. But the main thing was that every tornado action sequence ended with the tornado disappearing over top of them. Instead yeah. of like going off and disappearing somewhere else, it was like, that is very convenient. That every yeah. time they get in the middle of danger, it's like... All right, see well, you. We'll you know, see you in a little also, bit. See you the next county over. If the, yeah, the tornado turns out he's just a teasing asshole. He's such an um, asshole. Unless but it, if you're in the center of mm-hmm. a tornado, I think technically you're safe. If it's like, if it happens upon you, now you're probably going to be thrown around a bit. But you're not, it's like That's the edges was, that that get going. But I would love to fact check that because yeah. I always thought the ending. Not to jump in, but I always thought the ending was. A little unrealistic with all because they set up the barn has all those like sharp blades and barn tools and they're like not in here no way it's the guy from Saw's yes, barn exactly it's it's yeah it's Jigsaw's Jigsaw's barn. Jigsaw's barn and or the Children of the Corn's barn and they go to another one but still that debris is somewhere in there yeah and I always thought that like my dad even pointed it out when we saw it at the drive-in when I was a kid he's like they wouldn't they would have gotten shredded in that tornado like debris that would, is true debris would cross yeah. They would cry. It doesn't just go in a circle. It would sometimes fly. I don't know. Maybe we got to well, fact check this. I think would they have been shredded? Is there a meteorologist the listening or watching yes. right now? Please. If so, let us know let us if know. Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton would have been shredded by being in the middle of that tornado. You spoke of the tornado uh, over the top of them, and I want to ask you what you thought of the noise that these tornadoes make. How they sound like in uh, the movie growling transformers. They sometimes. sound like burping or something, right? In the, in the beginning, especially, it's like. Burr, burr, burr. 
Well, there's a reason for that, Ben. I looked Why into it. Yeah. And the sound of the tornado uh, in this movie is actually the recording of a camel moan slowed down. A camel moan. I hate that. <laughs> 1996, we didn't have enough technology oh. to figure out what winds. I, I love it, though. I, I love it and hate it at the same time, because that makes sense why it sounds so terrible in moments. It sounds And so oh awesome other times. There's a lot of burping happening. There's Yeah, it's it's because the sound will be very, like, and intense, and you're like, oh, shit, and then you get distracted by a <laughs> As like, it, like, goes up. What? <laughs> it's just full now, so it's like, <laughs> see you at the next down. Yeah. All right, I got my full. I'm out. <laughs> Peace. That's exactly what's happened. We do have a... Especially I do, when it went over Aunt Meg's house. Speaking of the tornado, uh, apparently the middle of it in Philip Seymour Hoffman's characters, uh, I don't even remember what his character's name Dusty. is. Dusty. First off, Dusty, I feel like, because I think this is one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's first movies, right? Yeah. If not his first, because yeah. this feels like a movie that Jack Black would have been in, but maybe yes. maybe at the time Jack Black, I, in my head, I haven't researched this, but in my head it was like, ah, Jack Black's too expensive. We got to get somebody who can be like Jack Black. And little did they know they were going to discover one of the greatest actors of all time, because Philip Seymour Hoffman is one, when you watch his performance in this, He's so good in it, but he's so different than any... You don't even... You almost, He's almost unrecognizable. Yeah, because you don't even... You can't even fathom that one day he's going to be Capote. He's going to be uh, every single thing he's done since then that's incredible. Yeah. When he's just this, like, happy-go-lucky, like, what's up? We're doing this. Whoa, we're, good. we're doing this shit, man. In fact, He has the, the water funnel in his truck. Yeah. It's incredible. His one of his first lines is about how the, uh, the tornado in the middle is the suck zone. Can we play that? <laughs> The suck zone clip? Oh, wait, I didn't hear it. What happened? It's the suck zone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, you went know. on a Tinder date last weekend, actually. Yeah? Um, went well, Ben. Yeah? Went back to uh, the Motel 6. It wasn't in good shape, so we went to the, was it Hotel 8? Super yeah. 8? Yeah, Super went 8. Super 8. Uh, had a had a little caviar. I like to keep it classy. We went to the back. Yeah, you never know. The fuck do you need caviar uh, in a super well, eight? Well, I felt bad about the super eight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I felt like I needed a class thing. And ironically, and I, you spent more money on the caviar than the hotel room, so yeah. it didn't balance out like you and wanted. I, <laughs> but I know what you're thinking. I, you know, I pulled my pants down, and then I said, This sucks up. But that's not what happened. When I opened the caviar, I said, This sucks up. Because you suck the caviar. Yeah, because she was a really big fan of caviar. That's so. That's so. That's so gentlemanly of you. I know. You know, um, I used to at Ohio University where I went to school. The football team there was terrible. Yeah. Whenever yeah, yeah. we would go see the games, everybody would just stay for the marching one ten band because they were incredible, mm-hmm. and then they leave at halftime. And the first game I ever went to. I was like, why does everybody leave? And they're like, well, this this team just sucks. It's really bad. And I and I was like, well, what about those people that that stay there and just stay the whole game? And they were like, well, that's called it's the suck zone. It's the suck zone because they stay the whole yeah. time, even though they know it sucks. I my first job in high school, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of high school, was actually at a vacuum uh, factory, mm. Dyson. I don't know if you're yeah, yeah, the Dyson yeah. factory. Uh, it was a weird first day because I yep. walked in, got the badge, got my ID card, all that clocked in. Uh, and I walked into this room in the back, and this guy just says, hey. Uh, it's a suck zone. Which is weird, because. There's that, vacuums everywhere. That was also, um, I thought it was, I think Hoover stole that as their their logo. 
for in the mid '90s. It was like before this, and so maybe this stole it from them. I don't know. But in the mid '90s, there was this whole like kind of cheesy, weird family campaign. Like, hey kids, you can clean up, and don't worry, because everybody was like, this sucks, and so they were kind of trying to flip it on its head. Yeah, and they were like, it's fun to be in the. This sucks, so. But then people started to think that maybe there's a little sexual connotation to that. Yeah, I, f- I mean, I can see that. And in fact, they made a porn parody of that same Hoover commercial, and the guy comes in pantsless with a vacuum and says, This sucks, huh? What was the name? How did they change the name Hoover for the porn? Um, Do you remember? <laughs> That's what I we believe call- that was the blow there we go. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. But, but that's actually, what we call throwing me under the just, bus and Zach no. coming to the rescue. Just really quick though, this is actually uh, a, a true one. The commercials, the what is it, Tootsie Pop? They used to say how many licks take yeah. the center of Tootsie Which Pop. Which is super weirdly. They thought that that was too sexual, mm-hmm. so they later changed it to. It's the suck zone. <laughs> it's the suck zone. And then there was a in the background. Yeah. Uh, you know when. When we try and set up a sound clip and there's that dead airspace, yeah. I like to call it. This sucks. Ah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Ben Bagley throwing shade. Throw. Oh, that was uh, that was for me. <laughs> well, I got this. Idea. It's all good. But no, this, oh. so that that's his introduction. Is it's the suck zone, and then one of the next things when the, the whole thing. The, let's get to the whole. The the kind of relationship love triangle we have here that we yeah. we brushed upon in the in the three minutes is that I cannot get my brain around why any human being would bring his because at first you just think they're boyfriend girlfriend yeah then you you quickly find out that it's his new fiance he must be newly divorced or he's not even divorced he's yet. not no he's separated and on his way to divorce because he's bringing the divorce papers to her to yeah. Joe Helen Hunt's character. First off, that who the hell jumps into things like that and just gets married immediately? And it's like one of these unnecessary plot points that they put in these kind of movies where yeah. I didn't need that. No. I would have been fine if like they were divorced and he just was like not not having it. Because I feel like Yeah, Melissa you, was kind of throwaway. She's throwaway and then they give her so like they give her so many terrible lines and then she ends up leaving just being like, It's okay, I'm not even that sad. See, and, that's the thing is you want to hate her so much. And you can't and you can't she's so likable, even though she's kind of like they make her kind of the stereotypical just like city girl that yeah. she's holding like her cute umbrella as like just a tornado shredding everything and she's like, Oh, I gotta keep the rain off. They me. probably did that because it's like Otherwise, you just have a bunch of storm experts, and yeah. we need somebody to relate to, I guess. But Maybe. I don't really relate but then to they, her that much. Yeah, they needed her to be our our way into it, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't get why he would have brought the new fiancé. Doesn't make any sense. If she was an asshole, then I would yeah, understand. Where she's be like, like, I'm going to make sure you send him damn papers, Bill. But she's, but she, she's very inconsistent, because sometimes she's an asshole, and sometimes she's really sweet. Like, in the, yeah. in the diner, she is a bitch yeah. to Helen Hunt. And I don't use that term often. I mean it because she is. She's yeah. mean to her. She's like, she's just just totally goes alpha female on her, and it's like, like this is my territory. Back off. And it's like, well, I was married to him, and you're the new kid on the block. Technically, so still married to him. Technically, I'm still married to him. Yeah. And I like that he doesn't notice that she has her wedding band on. He, she takes her class ring off and puts it like next to her wedding band as if he wouldn't notice that. I think that that is what happened, but it's still there. It's like, still just there. Just take it off. Like, just, just, why don't you just take the... By sense. the way, what kind of therapist is Melissa? 
she's she's a I think she's a, a relationship therapist because we have a quote from her about marrying someone for a certain appendage. We talked about this before. She did not marry your penis. Oh, okay. All right. She didn't only marry your penis. So, marriage therapist, I assume? I guess. Uh, but is any kind of therapist constantly available on the phone? Yeah. I, she's sounds like a horrible she's job. She's always available on her giant Zach Morris flip phone. I love those things. I do, too. I would. That, sometimes this would be so much more fun to just be like, hey, what's up? Uh, I hey, know. I'm going to Ah. Oh, Nokia bricks. You know, I have the bag phone in the car. That's what, That was my Oh, favorite. yeah, the you know, bag phone. Can you imagine how stressful it would be to be chasing an F5 and hear her in the background going, Damn it! I, you, you know, you didn't marry him for his penis, blah, blah, blah. It's just added. Damn. And also, she did not marry your penis. You know what? Um, <laughs> Tornado! <laughs> Where do we go with this? It's so specific. She did not marry your penis. Um... Actually, uh, I remember after the the Lorena Bobbitt case. Uh, I'm not going to go the with what? that. what? Fuck it. You remember <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt? She cut off her husband's uh, oh, yeah. penis. Oh, God. And in the courtroom, uh, one of the main defense things was that... She did not marry your penis. So she can cut it off if she wants to. That was factual. That was factual. <laughs> that was actually factual. Actual. Oh. oh, man. It's just so good. I needed to take a breather from that one. I need a camel moan. <sighs> I should have I should have pulled a, a sound effect from the tornado's moaning. But the thing, so then they go off on this whole, uh, this adventure. Yeah. And one of the first quotes from Philip Seymour Hoffman that I love, one of many, is when he's <laughs> cheering out his window. And you think he's going to say something, but this is what he says instead. The woo-hoo. Oh, what's he gonna say? Oh, yeah. You know, (sighs) I went to a haunted house with fifteen people. Yeah, there was eight guys, seven girls. I was the only one not coupled up. Oh, that's the worst. And I'm really excited to be there because I love haunted houses. Who doesn't? And I try to get their attention. I try to be part of the gang. I was really excited. And I was like, "Hey, guys!" They didn't pay attention. Do the second woohoo because they didn't, they didn't hear the first one. I uh, I like to every once in a while um, go. I have a, a jet ski that I rent on the weekends. Sure, yeah. And I like to try and just cruise up and down the coast of Southern California. Of the ocean, yeah. You know, and just uh, wait until I see a wedding on the beach. You know, and I just, I, especially if it's a little, looks a little too proper, I want to yeah. kind of shake it up a little bit. Yeah. So I just rip into shore and I try and I get as close as I can without getting the sand in my motor because I don't want to ruin it because it's a rental. And I just start yelling out to the bride and groom. I'm like, You know, Ben. They frown upon that. There's only one reaction I have when I enter the suck zone, and it is. I think for my 18th birthday, when I was taken to my first strip club and I got my very first lap dance, I think I just turned to my friends and went. No, actually, the true story behind that is uh, my first lap dance. This is a real story, uh, not an improv game. Uh, First lap dance I ever got, I was so nervous that I talked to her about the guitar lesson she was currently taking for the entirety of the song. Nice. 
And uh, did she and bring a guitar out and play for that? Would have been amazing. She starts playing at the time. She would have brought it out and started playing Dave Matthews like every other person on the college green. So that's hey, actually guys. the song that was playing in the background while she was giving <laughs> the lap dance. It's her favorite. It was song. amazing. So we set up. Here. Sucks up. It's a song. Oh. oh, that's the best part of that. Oh, oh. sucks out. The suck zone. Get up, Seymour Hoffman. We already talked about how, uh, oh, this is, Bill Paxton, we talked about this before the show a little bit, he comes off as kind of a douche in the beginning, like, yeah. bringing his fiance to his ex-wife, being a total dick to his ex-wife, and Helen Hunt is lovely in this movie. She's amazing. She's, she's a hottie. She's a hottie in this movie. She has a, she's tough, she's got kind of that Sarah Connor quality to her, mainly because she's in a white tank top as well, but she's got the glasses, glasses. kind of like her, the blonde hair. She's tough. She's like a, she takes no prison, she's, she's a shit kicker in the best way. And um, and kind of a ball buster, but in a good way. Like you, you root for her immediately, and you don't root for Bill Paxton. And he has this monologue where he rips into her about how happy she is. He's just defensive from the beginning. They get in the car, and this is what. And so you can see what why their marriage was ruined because of him. Yeah. But he likes to make it seem like it's Helen Hunt's fault. Let's do the I'm happy. You know what? As long as you're happy. Thank you. I am happy. I'm a happy person. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with the way things are going this in guy my life. Not happy I'm at happy all. With, 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 Melissa? with 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 I know her name. I know yes, her name. I'm happy with happy. Melissa. Yeah. I am. Sounds like he's talking to his mom. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's like you come home from school and you're like, so how was how was school today, Cam? How was it? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. But how was it? Are you are you happy? You seem happy with school. Yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah, I am happy. How's your new girlfriend? How is she? she she's she's fine. I love Melissa? her. But, Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, I know her name. <laughs> mom. It's exactly it's exactly what it's like. Did you do your homework? Yeah, mom. Yeah. God. I did it. I did my homework. Okay. You excited about the dance? Yeah! yeah I already told you about the dance. God. Come on, Mom. Can we just change this tornado and stop talking about this? Melissa. He's such a whiny baby. He and then is, it doesn't but get, I tell you it what. It doesn't get any better when he sees Carrie Owens' character. Because <laughs> when he sees Jonas, we got that thief clip where he's still <laughs> a little bitch about that. Just wait. Dorothy, you took her, you damn thief. You damn thief. And then he like tries to go after him. He's like, "Get off of me!" And it's totally like two sixth graders fighting on the playground. And he's like, "Come on, you stole my toy!" I always love it. This movie, anytime this ever happens, but particularly this one because I think it's funny to see Philip Seymour Hoffman run with hair. Uh, anytime that that Helen Hunt or Bill Paxton gets in an uproar about something, everybody drops what they're oh, doing yeah. and just oh, yeah. sprints towards it. Like, whoa, we gotta go! No shit, something's <laughs> going down. Yeah. It's amazing. That's it's my favorite. Like, that doesn't happen in real life. Maybe like three or four no. of you go, oh, okay, stop it. You're like, hey, d- calm down. I was thinking also how difficult it must have been to chase storms when you didn't have GPS. Like, dude from uh, How the hell are Ferris computers Bueller, working? Dude from Ferris... Yeah, what are they hooked up to? Dude from Ferris Bueller is uh, is looking at basically a giant Thomas guide, and he's like, "There's a there's a freeway, and if you're not in California, you won't know what that. And if you're in California any time other than ten years ago, you won't know what a Thomas guide was. But it's like a giant grid of yeah. the city roads, and he's like, "All right, we got to turn left up here. This, if you made this movie nowadays, which they did, it's called Into the Storm, and it's not as good. No, it's really it's, not. The tornado scenes are cool, but the movie they're cool, terrible. but this is a much the, better. This movie. movie's." This movie's like the Citizen Kane compared to that movie <laughs> of tornado films. But 
that's why like you can get away with things that you can't get away with anymore in films. Like we can't warn Anne Meg because we don't have a cell phone. Yeah. And she has a landline and the landlines are down. You know, yeah. it's like all this stuff doesn't exist anymore. It's yeah. like if there's a tornado, yeah, there'll be a bunch of people calling and there might be a moment where the emergency service kicks in or whatever, but like there's stuff that happens in this movie that's so iconic to the nineties, like having a physical oh, yeah. map. There's and in, it's in the, so good. the equivalent of like a at home desktop on your yeah. lap. They basically and just typing. They basically constantly. had the same computer I played Oregon Trail on yes. in my computer lab, just like seven of them in with their the van. With the five by fives, with the five by five floppy, where you have to play for like yeah. a twenty minute game, you have to put in like ninety discs, yeah. like every five minutes. Green pixels. Susie died of dysentery. Oh uh, man! Uh, the by the way, speaking of Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, this mm-hmm. is an interesting fact about the film. Because of uh, having to make the skies look black and mm-hmm. all these things, they had to shoot high contrast and they use really bright lights. Uh, and Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt both got uh, retinal burns because of the the high density light. What does retinal burns do? To, how bad is that? I, you just have to close your eyes for a while, I think, and oh. medicate them. But it's bad because yeah. it, it can affect your uh, vision long term. Jesus. But they're okay now. They're okay now. That's they're what matters. Okay yeah. So that the Maybe fir- that's why Bill Paxton was so pissy, though. He was, you know. In fact, there's another pissy line where they get stuck in the trenches and he can't get out. It's He's the worst driver on the planet. Because, like, at one point he's, like, yelling at her and he's like, What? What? I am... It's, like, shortly after I am happy. And she's like, Do you want to drive? And he's like, No. And she's like, well, then, will you? And he looks, and he's like, oh, shit! And he's about to go head-on with a tractor. And yeah. he's like, oh! It's like, what? I've never been in a car where I'm yelling at somebody, and I'm just like, you know what? This is it! This is it! We're talking! You know, he's just swerving so far off the road. Yeah. And then later on, when he swerves into the ditch, and it doesn't look like that high of a ditch, and he's in a pretty hefty truck. Yeah. And he can't get... He's like, I can't get... He's I don't driving, know how to do it! Driving, like, you know, an I Love Lucy episode. How do you get out of this <laughs> ditch? Or like how it's I play straight. Or like how I play the game off road in the arcade. Have you ever played yes. that? Where you're just like, fuck, just <laughs> turn the corner. God damn it. Anyway, so that's what he's like. He's like, Duh, and he's only going like forty miles an hour. He could have easily gotten out of that ditch. Yeah. And then he he's crashes, crazy. crashes into the bridge, and then their superpower to make the tornado go away helps. Oh, it's so good. What else do we have here? We have uh, the mini. Oh, I like that the corporate guys all drive in like. Uh, Secret Service style minivans. That's because they got the funding. They all got they got the corporate funding, and it was from uh, what's a minivan company? I used to have a minivan. GMC Chrysler. G- Chrysler minivan. The town and country. I drove a minivan out here with my dad to move across country from Ohio, and I had it chock full of all my stuff. And I remember I used to just drive around, and everybody was like, "Well, you picking up your kids from soccer?" And I'm like, "No, dude, it's just <laughs> shut up. It's great. I can sleep in the back if I'm too drunk to drive." <laughs> I did that a few times because I refused to drive drunk, but I would sleep in Venice in the back of my minivan. That was always fun. That is a fun thing. Yeah, that's a fun no, time. No risk of getting sucked up by a tornado in Venice. You're not in the suck zone there. That is for sure. Actually, I think sleeping in the back of your van in Venice is the epitome of being in the suck zone. Uh, <laughs> did we talk about the cow yet? Oh, we got to talk this about is the iconic. cow. I mean, first off, the cow is looks really... All the special effects in this look really legit for... 96. Get, I have a fact about the cow. Please, tell me a fact about the cow. The cow was actually a copied CGI zebra from Jumanji. What? It's the same thing. That's but amazing. It, but they just changed it to a cow. But they copied it over. I love it. Yeah. I love. They just cut and pasted that. That's it. 
The cow. So for those of you who haven't seen this movie in a while, the cow comes in in the end when they're trying to track down the F. No, not even the F5. It's, it's, it's right the before third, the F5. It's the, it's F4. the third Dorothy, I think. It's the third Dorothy. Yeah. And there's these two t- two tornadoes, and it looks like a lake or a pond, and they're in the middle of, they're in the little, what is that called? It's called peninsula. something. Peninsula. They're on the peninsula between the two bodies of water, and they get caught up in this tornado, and a cow is flying around. Yeah. Because the winds are that strong. And we have a clip from that. Goes by. Cow. cow. I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. Comes back. Actually, I think that was the same one. You know, when I first saw this movie, I thought that that cow made a, f- a full rotation. He just goes back and forth. No. How does that happen? Because the, the two, there's two they're tornadoes right. like that are competing. It's like a cow ping pong game? Yes, competing suckage. <laughs> they're the competing suck zones of cows. Yes. <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> It's like a really elaborate game of Pong. I like that, where they use Tornado Pong. Tornado Pong. Only the advanced ones play it. And then one of my favorite moments in this movie is there's so many. What's your favorite disaster moment? What's your favorite destructo moment? My favorite favorite one is uh, when they're driving towards the F5 mm -hmm. and you see it building. Oh, that's awesome. And then it comes out on them, obviously. But it's just that big-ass, dark freaking funnel cloud yeah. it's just like jesus that's a beast my favorite moment is when they drive through the house the house because is it ratchets up to crazy town there and it's, it's great amazing. where they're driving and you think they're gonna get away and this full-on house comes rolling like a tumble like a giant house tumbleweed into the middle of the road and bill paxton yells out i think we're going in and it's so funny to me can we play that clip He holds on. I think we're going in. I know. You know, I it goes at, forever. Uh, I was at McDonald's the other day. I don't often go. Yeah. Um, but you know, I couldn't find parking, and I was getting really yep. pissed off. And my friends were with me, and they were like, "What are we gonna do?" I eyed up the drive-through, and I said, "I think we're going in." Um, we crashed through it accidentally. One of my first serious girlfriends in the in the beginning of college, uh, I was a virgin still at the time. I was a late bloomer, and um, you know, I I didn't have any condoms ready because I wasn't even thinking about it. And I knocked on my buddy's door next to me, and he just handed me a couple. And so I ran back into my dorm room. I had the two condoms in my hand, and I looked at her and I said, "I think we're going in." And then she went. <laughs> And it lasted about as long as that, uh, <laughs> that sound effect. That's probably my favorite Hey-oh! one. That's probably my favorite Hey-oh! one. And as a result, you entered the suck zone. The suck zone. The suck zone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh. Oh. I think we're going in. Oh. I think we're going in. Oh. I also like... Helen Hunt sounds like she's a person not even paying attention. You know how you yeah. do that with your friends yeah. where they're saying like, oh, something you're like, oh, no. Yeah. She's like, I think we're going in. And she's like, oh, sure, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One of my other favorite things about this movie, just real quick, because it's we're getting we're wrapping up towards the end. But holy shit, the silly music that happens throughout. It's so good. Anytime they're like, we're going to chase down a tornado. It's like. 
tornadoes. It's like you guys are going after a fucking twister. It's this. It sounds like I'm trying to. Th- I was trying to pinpoint what it is, and it sounds like something from like the Rocketeer or like some like Disney adventure film. Is what it sounds like. It's you know what it actually reminds me. So it, uh, this isn't in a movie, but this is the scenario I picture in my head yeah. when I hear this track. Yeah, yeah. You you're in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. You're on one end of the park. You find out like your love is at the other end of the park. So you're running through, grabbing the yep. cotton candy, jumping over the roller coasters, you're gonna win over high-fiving the candy. kids. Yes. This is, so, the, this is the music. It's like Love Actually meets Home Alone-ish meets yes. Disneyland. Yes. You're, you're speeding through like the airport in the end of Love Actually, and you're grabbing that cotton candy. This is when Charlie gets the golden yeah. ticket. This would have this would have been the music that played. I used to enter those contests as a kid where you could win a shopping spree. <laughs> and I always would watch these TV shows where these kids got a shopping spree to like Toys R Us or Children's Palace and all these cool toy stores that barely exist anymore and they just run through and I just imagine that I would enter there and immediately go to the GI Joe aisle and this music would queue up and I'd be like like supermarket sweep style. Destro, taking everything. <laughs> This is, I, the cheese. I just do this. I just close, just just claw it all in and just take it all. Oh, that'd be amazing. I oh, think man. I think we should wrap up on that happy happy. I think note. we should too. I think we should go out on that. I mean, that is definitely not going out on the suck zone. Yeah, no, that we're not. Going not. Out that music is so happy. Real quick, I have one yeah. more trivia. Yeah, please. Uh, this was me. the first movie released on DVD, and the last movie to be released on HD DVD. Wow! How about that? Look at that! It's a it's a trailblazer and an and a <laughs> product ender. It really kind of sucked at the end. <laughs> it entered its own suck zone. It entered its own suck zone. Well, once again, we have been here tonight, uh, today, talking. It is tonight. I can say that now. Yes. This is not the afternoon anymore. We don't do that. We do nighttime shows. Twister. Next week, we're going to do Olympus Has Fallen. I'm very excited. In honor of London Has Fallen coming out. And I'm going to try and see London Has Fallen over the weekend so I can compare a little bit without giving any spoilers away for you guys if you don't have time to see it. But if you haven't seen Olympus Has Fallen, watch it before next week because we are going to talk about Die Hard in the White House is what I like to call that movie. (laughs) And it's awesome. Until next time, where can we find you, Cam? Uh, At the only camshaft, Twitter and Instagram, Ben. At the Ben Begley and also FunhouseMassacreMovie.com. We're going to have some more info coming out very soon. I know I keep saying that, but it's just contracts take a little while and info will be soon and the movie's coming out on DVD and video on demand so you can watch it and uh, tell your friends and all that stuff and also make sure to rate us on iTunes give us some reviews there it helps one review goes a million miles and if you have any comments start commenting on other movies you want us to do on the show thanks again and, to Coaster um, Ninja yeah Coaster Ninja thank you for the uh, for the uh, suggestion today and until next time what is your guilty movie pleasure oh, I still feel like I'm straddling a horse From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.